Ready? I was born ready. I'm Ron Swanson. Studio 537, this is the Doodle Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, live from the Beats Lab at Studio 537, you've tuned into another riveting, exciting episode of the Duder Podcast. Flying solo as we are trying to get our GMC preview wrapped up. And some bad shit happened. So, A, I forgot that this week was opening week. It's six twelve. Chances are this episode won't be done until close to 7. So I'll have it done by kickoff. But the problem was, was that, so we hit up the first four coaches. Lucas Smith, Kenny Krause, Jason Hale, Matt Holden. I had interviews with Andrew Mickey of Ayersville and Brody Flagel of Edgerton. Sorry for you Williams County faithful, but I think I failed to hit record when Brody and I met or it didn't convert right. So I completely lost everything Brody and I talked about. Um, If you want to know what we talked about, uh, he talked about how we are his favorite podcast. Um, Probably that we're better than every other podcast he's ever listened to. As a matter of fact, yes, he did say that. So um, so what we're going to do is is we are going to hit up our interview with uh, Ayersville head coach Andrew Mickey. Um, coach Mickey is a neat dude. Uh, he coached at Fairview for a number of years. He was, the, uh, I believe, one of the lead uh, defensive assistants under Dave Robinson and under the Dr. Douglas Rakes. Um, nice guy, very knowledgeable. He worked with the Bull, with 105.7 The Bull last year. Also did some stuff with Black Swamp. And he was a pretty fun dude to talk to. So uh, stick around here for a couple seconds. We'll pull up Coach Mickey's interview, and you will get it, and hopefully we get this thing dropped before kickoff. Never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies. 
We're still here. We're just having some technical problems, believe it or not. All right, here's Coach Mickey. Welcome back to the Duder Podcast, Green Meadows Conference preview, our second annual preview. Uh, lucky to be joined tonight by Ayersville head coach, first-year head coach, Andrew Mickey. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you, Rob? Doing well, thank you. I say first year, but man, you're no stranger to this area at all. No, no, I've been uh, been in the area for a while. I mean, I, I coached at uh, Fairview for a number of years uh, as a D-line coach, and then uh, later on as a defensive coordinator for, for Coach Rakes and for Coach Robinson. And then last year when I stepped away from coaching, I was uh, I, I covered games for the Black Swamp podcast and then called uh, color commentary for 105.7 The Bull, and they exclusively covered GMC games, so... Pretty, uh, pretty familiar with the area and, and the team. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I'll be honest. When I heard that you got that job, I thought it was a great hire. I'm not kissing your ass by any means. I'm saying <laughs> great hire. I think it's well-deserved. Well, thank you. I appreciate um, that. I, I felt pretty lucky to get an opportunity, so I was pretty psyched about here's, it. Here's an interesting fact, and I just this just came to me about an hour ago, that now Doug Rakes has a coaching tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've talked about this. With oh, you and John and even go Andy Robinson a little bit, if you count Andy, that's three. That's a tree. We'll, we'll talk about the other guys that were on staff with us in, uh, in 2019. After, after Travis stepped down at Wauseon, he, he, he was uh, looking for somewhere to coach. He was our offensive line coach that year. So you got Travis Cooper, who's now the head coach at Defiance High School. So Here, would he be considered in Doug's coaching tree? He was one of his assistants that year, right? Yeah, I don't know. You take it a step further, his offensive coordinator for two years, Bob Olwyn. Yeah, but that was his coach. I don't think that <laughs> it <counts>. was. <laughs> it, it, it's a big tree. That's all I'm saying, man. It's it was. Wow. We had a no, very... and I texted him. I texted him. I said, "Dude, you have a coaching tree now." He goes, "Yeah, I kind of guess I do." <laughs> <laughs> Doug, he's he's so low key about it too. Like he he can't get the. Uh, it's like trying to get water out of a stone with Doug sometimes. Trying to talk to him and get. Uh, him to talk about himself he's, he's very much love, love doug yeah 
Yeah. And I'll tell you, I, you know, when you and I were texting the other day, I mentioned that you would, you and Doug both coached my son at Fairview and you two were his favorite coaches. Oh, geez. Yes. Because you guys coached him. You didn't bitch at him. You coached him and they, he appreciated that to this day. He appreciates it. Well, that's good. I appreciate all the, I mean, I appreciate all the players that, uh, you know, have the gumption to, to because football is in, in my for my money. I mean, wrestling's right there, but you, the only one you're ca- counting on you is you. With football, you got a bunch of other guys counting on you, and I, I think it's the hardest sport there is. So anybody who's who's got the courage and the fortitude to lace them up has got my respect. So that's where I start. So, from. well, let's get into it here. What are your numbers looking like? We're going to be right around the mid 30s. Uh, um, it, it's we're still working on a couple, trying to get them out and, and see if we can't get them to, to be a part of the team and, and experience what we got going on this year. Because I, I think if they, you know, if there's kids who are on the fence and they, and they miss out on it, I think they'll, they'll be upset about that. Because I think we're here and so we're, we're hopeful to get a few more, but we should be looking mid-30s. What were the numbers like last year? Do you know? You know, I'm, I'm not positive. I really, I don't know. Um, I, I would guess a little bit more because I think they had a bigger senior class. Our senior class this year is only three right now. So, I mean, maybe upper 30s. It wasn't a ton. I didn't – I mean, I didn't take a head count when I was calling games. But, I mean, it's a typical D7 school. They're going to cycle in the mid-30s, low-40s probably is where they're rolling. So, I'll tell you, I mean, that's kind of the consensus thus far um, is mid-30s. That's – and and you're only the fourth one that I've talked to, so. Who else have you um, talked to so far? Um, I talked to Lucas. I talked to Jason Hale and Matt Holden. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I talked to Lucas a little bit. We went and uh, did a seven on seven with him over at Archbold, and you know, he, he he's got. A, I think he's got a few more. I think he's upper thirties, is what he said. But yeah, it's he's right, a thirty. Right he's, a, he's at thirty six. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, right right so, all in the same boat for all the D seven programs in the league. And then you have the bigger schools, the D6 schools, like your, your, your Fairview. Is Wayne Trace D6 this year? Or are they D7? I, I think so. I and, think I they are. Genora's moved up to five. And, they, I mean, their enrollment just keeps growing because that school is massive. It's So, it's, yeah. it's a pretty good range in the, in the league. So, talk a little bit about your offense. Uh, what kind of offense are you running? And what, who do you have in the skill positions? Well, uh, right now we're trying to, to still get all our, our, our scheme in. So what we're running is – I wouldn't say it's up in the air, but we've definitely got uh, – we're trying to be balanced. We want to be able to run the ball and throw the ball and, and you know, take what the defense has given us. So we want to be balanced. I'd say the skill positions, you got to start with, you know, our key returner is Owen Burner. you got one of the top rushers in the area. He's a thousand-yard rusher from last year. So we get him back. And, I mean, the kid is just on the hoof. He's a, he's a good-looking football player. He's a, he. Top 10, I think, in state and 170 pounds wow. of wrestling. So, I mean, just a big, thick, strong kid, runs fast. I think he walks around at about 190. So, I don't know how he cuts down to 170. That's impressive. So, we got him <laughs> coming back. Um, Blake Howenstein is making the move from tight end to quarterback. And he's a big, big, strong kid. So, you got, uh, he's working some pitching stuff this year. So, he's been in and out. Uh, what team is he? The, the Tritons. He's, he's pitching for one of the travel baseball teams, the Tritons. I can't think of where they're out of, but he's, he's doing a good job there too. So he's starting to get there a, a little bit more consistently. So our passing game is starting to develop there. And then our other senior is Weston McGuire, and he's going to be kind of an H-back for us and a jack of all trades. I mean, West is a really tough, versatile kid. So 
you have a lot of versatility offensively. That's that's kind of the plan. Be able to do both. You know, run the ball and throw the ball and take what the defense has given us. How many seniors do you have total? Just just the three right now. Just those Hopefully, three. Wow. Yeah, we're, okay. We're kind of working on another one. We're we're really really hopeful that he makes a decision to come out and play. But uh, right now it's just three. Just Wes, Blake, and, and Owen, so the three that I mentioned. What's the deterrent for getting more kids to come out? Um, no, football's hard. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's not for everybody, and that's okay. Uh, if it wasn't so hard, it wouldn't be so great. You know, if it was easy, everybody would play, and it wouldn't mean anything when you, you have those, those big wins over the tough teams and those things that you work really, really hard for. I think that just means more, and it's uh, – and. I don't think kids today are that different. They might be a little bit more impatient, but they're not really that different. When they see the results of hard work and, and stuff that takes time, it, it just it's so gratifying when you have that stuff. And but the 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 investment up front of hard work and time and, and all that stuff, it's a lot. It is a lot. Football's really, really hard. So I think that's maybe the deterrent. And I think my job now at a small school like Ayersville and a program with such rich history is to to start to build that positivity in the program and and let that recruit itself. Um, let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. What kind of scheme do you run on defense? Uh, we're, we're mainly going to be uh, a scheme that I'm familiar with. That's what they ran last year, so they're going to be pretty similar to what they ran. It's a 3-4 scheme base. And I, br I brought over some wrinkles with me. I'm, I'm, I've got different guys running the defense. Even though I was a defensive coordinator last year, I'm going to be working with the offense mainly this year because that's just the way the staff shook out. But uh, I kind of help them put some wrinkles in. It's it's their own thing. Uh, Chuck Martinez is calling the defense, and, and Austin Fritz is his main defensive assistant. So it's a, a three-four base and lots of movement. It's it's a pretty versatile defense. And again, a three-four is really nice. And in, in the GMC, when you're looking at the 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 versatility of offenses that we play, I mean, you got one week you're looking at Tenora, and they're going to be wing T under center, running at 80% of the time, and then the next week you're playing a you know, Wayne Trace, it's going to be five and four wide, and they're throwing the ball all around the field. So you've got to have some versatility just baked into your defense. Otherwise, you're going to have to change it every week pretty much. So the 3-4 lends itself to that pretty well. Who are your top returners and, I guess, maybe even newcomers on defense? Um, re returners I can talk about. Uh, again, you're talking the, the same guys, Burner, uh, Wes, and Blake, some other guys up front. They, they return a lot up front, uh, uh, we do with the, the, the linemen that, that played last year. I mean, they, they have five junior starters that are coming back right now. So, you know, you go across the board, defensive line-wise is the same as offensive line. It's five, five junior starters on the offensive line. And four of those guys start or play D-line. And they're, they're so we got a good rotation there. One of them's an outside backer, and that's Cade Hanacrath. He plays O-line and outside backer. He's a key returner for the defense, really tough, aggressive kid. And then up front, the, the other the four juniors you got, you got uh, – uh, Brady Clark, uh, uh, you got uh, 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 T-Flow. I can't think, Trenton, Trenton Florence, Jesus, Pete, I just call him T-Flow. So I, I blanked on his name for a minute there. And they got Ethan Cordaway. So we've, we've got some some beef up front. And Noah Bodie is the is the fourth one there. And those guys will all rotate at all three spots, giving, keeping them fresh. And uh, they're, I'll tell you what, the attitude, Rob, of those guys is, is they are – throwback linemen in my opinion like they're, they're not just big and strong kids but they've got that nastiness to them that I really like to see in, in football like uh Ethan and, and Cade Hanencraft at practice have have come close to getting into fights with each other it's the funniest it's not bad it's not in a negative way but they they get so worked up and so competitive 
and they're on the same they're, they're on the same team we broke the team into teams to compete with each other and they get so fired up with each other it's just it's just awesome to see that uh, that banter back and forth because they get so fired up about it wow wow well you already talked about uh chuck martinez and uh, and austin fritz on your staff uh who else you got on your staff over there um there's two more guys on the staff we got uh uh, Bill Zartman is going to be kind of our jack of all trades. He's moving up from the junior high last year. He's been a longtime Ayersville guy. He's uh, he's got an athletic trainer background, but he's also coached a lot. He's the head softball coach for for Ayersville over there, and uh, just a, a wealth of coaching knowledge. He's going to coach the DBs and receivers for us, and and help out with JV special teams. I mean, just everything. Jack of all trades, and then the newcomer to the, to the area along with me, excuse me, is uh, Brandon Bainfeld. He's coming to us over from Napoleon, and this is, Rob, this is it's just this is something that just fell into my lap. I, um, but the, no, I'm really hoping he's talking about coming to coach with me at Ayersville, because I'm you know, being selfish. I, I know they need a, a, an assistant at, at North Central, but I really need another one at, at Ayersville. I'm I'm trying to find that that fifth coach, and I emailed him back, and he's like, yeah, I'm talking about Ayersville. I, I coach over or I teach over at Defiance, and he came over with us, and he's been he's been tremendous help. And luckily, he's got the offensive background. With most of the other coaches in the staff being defensive background, him and I are going to run the offense. So that's neat. So how's that? So you're still the AD at North Central? No, 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 no. I stepped oh, down from more. that. No, no, I stepped down from that in February. So uh, okay. I was still doing doing some athletic director stuff up until like right towards the end of June. I kind of handed all that off. So it was a little bit busy at the beginning of summer when I was trying to get stuff organized for football. But yeah, I was still I was still kind of hand, uh, double dipping, handling two uh, both towards the end of the school year. I was still finishing up everything AD wise and, and then trying to get my staff in order and have staff meetings and all that stuff. So it was, it was, it was an interesting time. I can't even imagine trying to juggle that. Oh, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it was a lot. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was a lot. It was my, I was a little bit of a ghost for my wife and uh, she wouldn't do it. She'll be happy next year when I'm not an athletic director anymore. So how old are your daughters? Uh, I've got uh, six and my, the middle one just turned three and then we've got a, William will be eight months here soon. So we got to. Oh, uh, wow. So three. So, wow. I don't know how you guys do it. I honestly don't know how you guys do it. But she does most of it. I got to give all the credit to Meredith, my wife. She does a tremendous job kind of organizing where they're going, what they're doing. And on top of that, she's working on her MBA right now. So I'm actually kind of in trouble for that because she's graduating from B BGSU uh, with Boo. her MBA on the, uh, uh, the day of our first scrimmage. And she, she's like, you should, you should be my graduation. I'm like, babe, I'm the, I'm the head coach. I, I, I kind of have to be there. It's I really can't that. remember who it was last year. We interviewed somebody. I think it was Brody Flagel, and he had to reschedule on us because he, he realized it was his anniversary. So he had to reschedule his interview with us. Hey, man, you got to keep Mama happy. I, I think uh, I was talking to Fritzy today about the whole the whole graduation thing, and he's like, sometimes as a, as a husband, you just have to take the L. I mean, and that's – <laughs> you got to be at the, you got to be at the scrimmage. Mama's just not going to be happy. You got to take the L and make it up to her later on. So not much you can do. Yeah. No. Um, so I'm kind of glancing at your schedule here. Um, mm -hmm. So your non-conference games are Delta, Jefferson, and Bluffton. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty. Uh, uh, a rigorous non-league. I mean, that's that's three really tough opponents. You got Delta as a bigger school. That you, I mean, everybody knows that league. The NWAL is, I mean, top to bottom. That's one of the better leagues in, in Northwest Ohio. So, 
Delta's a D5 program. They're much bigger than us, and they run the ball. They're a tough physical football team. Obviously, we've been looking at film of that already. I actually called the the Jefferson game with Ayersville last year, so I know a lot about what uh, what Jefferson brings to the table, and that's that's a team that I'm pretty familiar with. And they're, I mean, again, a well-coached, good football team. And then you move on to Bluffton. I, I coached against them in the playoffs a couple of years back, so they run an option attack, and, and they're, again, a really well-coached football team. So we've got our hands full in the non-league. It's definitely a tough non-league slate, so we're looking forward to the challenge. How do you see the Green Meadows Conference shaping this year? Uh, another good year for the GMC, I think, is is on deck. I mean, you got you, you got to start at the at, at the top, and, and the perennial power right now, who who has it rolling, is just facing facts is Tenora. They, they have talent rolling through there for days. Coach Kraus has those kids running like a well-oiled machine. They know what they're doing, and it, it doesn't matter that everybody else knows what they're doing. I mean, you could you could call out what's coming and and still struggle to stop it. They're that effective at what they do, and, and they're going to keep on rolling. Uh, the other program I look to at the, at the top of the league is Antwerp. I mean, they've got uh, uh, Carson Ultimus coming back, and, and I think that's a heck of a quarterback. That kid is – I watched their game against Ayersville last year. It was one of the other games I called, and he he showed a lot of fortitude. I, I knew it was there, the, the fortitude, because when I when we coached against him, I, I believe he was a freshman, and our kids were, were being very physical with him. I mean, they hit him a lot. And you couldn't rattle, couldn't shake him, and he just kept getting up. That's a tough, hard-nosed kid, and he's a hell of a quarterback. So that's another challenge right there. And then the rest of the league, I mean, everybody, you know, who, who's down? I don't, I, Lucas Smith has good numbers this year, and he's a hell of a coach. You got John taking over at Fairview, and they've got some talent coming up. Wayne Trace has a lot of good young talent coming up. Brody over at Edgerton. Paulding is a little bit of a mystery. I mean, they're a bigger school, and they got a new coach, so who knows what they're going to be doing. I mean, there's – there's a little bit of unknown there with some new coaches with me, John, and um, what's the new coach at Paulding? His name's escaping me. Steve Farrell. Steve Farrell. Okay, so so there's some some uh, uh, you know fresh faces in the league, but man, it's I think it's gonna be a tough year in the league. So, coach, anything further to add? Uh, I mean, no, just uh, uh, looking forward to a really good year in, in, in the GMC and a good challenge ahead of us as, as the Arizona Pilots. Really excited for the opportunity to to, to get to coach a team and. I'm excited for these kids, man. We got, I got a really good group of kids, and I'm excited to coach them and, and see where this year takes us. That's awesome. I mean, we wish yeah. you nothing but success. Um, again, we at the Duder Podcast are not Ayersville fans, but that doesn't mean we can't like you. All right. I appreciate that. That's all right. I told Matt Holden the exact same thing. Who are you guys rooting for? You guys, you guys Fairview fans still there? Well, no, we're Hicksville kids, most of us. So, okay. So, you know, we're the home team. Hey, I'm, Although, I'm a big Lucas. I'm a big Lucas Smith fan. All right, good. Anybody, we are too. I, I always tell anybody that listens to me that uh, I think he's one of the more. I don't know if he's underrated, but I think he's one of the better coaches in our area. He does a great job, like Lucas Smith. So, Elvis and I both graduated from Hicksville. Okay. And his dad is Mike Bailey, who coached okay. at Hicksville for a billion years. So, yeah, we still we still root for the Aces. I might live in Sherwood, but I root for the Aces. So. Hey man, you can't you can't go away from your roots. You know that's where you're from. No, I believe like, I believe actually, and I'm gonna leave this in here. So about oh probably 10, 12 years ago, my wife actually been longer than that, about 15 years ago, my wife at a reverse raffle, Fairview reverse raffle, bought a big rock that says Fairview Apaches on it, and it was a spite purchase because she knew I'd be mad about because we had just moved to town. And she bought it. And I'm like, what in the hell is this? 
I actually just got rid of that rock last week. Oh, come on. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you know Wes Hall, but Wes lives down the street from me. And he came down with a front end loader. He put that rock on the front and drove it back down to his house. I gave it to him for free. But, yeah, but it was time to get rid of it. You're living in the area. You got to rep the home team. I mean, I, I've got no kids at Fairview anymore. My okay, kids are all go. done. I got no reason. I'm an ace. I, I, my letter jacket's somewhere around here, but I mean, I, I'd be wearing my Hicksville hat tonight if, it, if the Mets weren't playing the Yankees. So I haven't even paid attention to baseball right now with the Tigers being so bad. I'm hoping that uh, there's a couple of guys on that team that are Mets by the end of the week. So. Hey, there's a couple good ones. You want Jamer Candelario? He's pretty solid. I'll take Chafin. That's what I'm looking at right now. What do you got to give? <laughs> we'll start doing the negotiations for Avila and who's, yeah. who's the GM for the Mets. Billy Epler. We'll do it by proxy. There we go. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, that's hey. Coach uh, Coach Andrew Mickey, first-year Ayersville coach. We're glad he could come on with us. Stay tuned for more of the Duder Podcast. Cheers. Tribeca, right next to the Nero, but I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's. That was Andrew Mickey, head coach of the Ayersville Pilots. Coach Mickey's a good dude. I like him. He's, I call him a friend of the podcast now. We hope to have him back on later on. Well, that does it for our second annual green meadows conference football preview and according to my clock it's 6 36 so i should have this old girl dropped within the next probably 15 minutes so i'm going to be kickoff uh before we uh, before i finish things up here i want to send a shout out real quick to a uh, longtime listener of the podcast brett beckham who uh he is uh we have inspired him to create his own podcast uh, Brett's a Wayne Trace guy, and he actually won our um, NCAA tournament pool. So, hey, you know what? We've inspired some people. That's great. So if you get a chance, I don't know the name of it yet, um, but we'll definitely get the name of uh, Brett Beckman's new podcast that he'll have coming out here shortly. Uh, I'm sure they'll probably, if he's taking a page out of our book, you'll be entertained. The Duder Podcast is a Beat2K production written and produced by myself, Rob Bailey. Executive producer is Mike Bailey, and the social media director is Tara Bailey. Hair and makeup by the immortal Curtis Metz. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to The Duder Podcast. <laughs>